Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. Hey everybody, it's Matt. Uh, just at the top of the show, I want to let you know we did have a little bit of a recording glitch here and lost a little bit after our intro with uh, uh, Ren, Blackbearded Nerd, on Instagram. Um, so we're going to kind of catch it in media res a little bit here. Um, we look forward to having Ren back and and kind of uh, going over everything uh, a little bit more. But uh, it, this is a, a great episode. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Ren's tried a lot of cool stuff. Uh, and has some great insight on on kind of the world of craft beer, and we were super happy to have him. Uh, and apologies to to him and, and to you for for kind of missing the beginning of the conversation, but still, it's a it's a great episode, and we're we're looking forward to you hearing it. So here it is. It's uh, beer review journal with uh, Black Bearded Nerd right now. I feel good. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Welcome everyone to the Beer Review Journal, a beer reviewed podcast for the discerning and bibist. I am your friendly neighborhood bartender, McKenneth Blue. And I'm the guy who knows how to push all the buttons. My name is Matt Knotts. Matt, how are you doing tonight? I am fantastic. Super excited to be here. How about you? Well, I, I think that it's just going to be a great show tonight. I would agree. I have a very good feeling that this is going to be a great show. It's almost like, you know, this perfect precognition that we have. That's right. You ever seen Minority Report? It's a lot like that. <laughs> well, uh, the part of the reason that uh, I think this is going to be a great uh, episode of the Beer Review Journal is uh, we have a guest on tonight. It is the, the black bearded <laughs> nerd himself. Uh, Ren, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. A little bit. And once I tried the Elliot Ness by uh, Great Lakes, I pretty much never went back. Yeah, I've had that one. That one's pretty good. Uh, was Elliot Ness the, the first Great Lakes that you had? Yes. Yes, nice. it was. And you're talking, I'm going to say seven, eight years ago was when I started getting into craft beer. So it's been a journey. Nice. It's interesting. I feel like Great Lakes is kind of the, the gateway for a lot of people at, at that point. You know, it, seven, eight years ago, that was the one where it just started to pop up in stores and it was different enough, you know, that, that people started to go for. So it, it's kind of cool. I, I think I, my, my journey kind of started with those two, you know, the, the dorm under gold or yeah, dorm under gold and all those kind of like Edmund Fitzgerald's, that, that kind of stuff. I used to get really excited when the Irish one came out around St. Patrick's Day. But yeah, I'm not a fan of the Edmund Fitzgerald one. Um, Great Lakes normally has a distinctive taste. I'm pretty sure you guys know there. You can tell their beers when you open it and you taste it. But the uh, to be a porter, it has their Great Lakes taste. And that just doesn't work for me. So I didn't really care yeah. for it. I'm kind of the same way with it. Yeah. As time's gone on, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, not for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's interesting how your tastes evolve, right? Yeah. Yes. So I normally stay away from that, but I kind of like anything else that they release. Um, 
One of my favorite IPAs by them, just absolute favorite, is their uh, Lake Erie Monster. I don't know if you guys ever had that, but that's solid. And it's normally out around this time of year, you know, in summer, late late summer, about to be fall. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've only had a couple by them. Like I've had the Elliot Ness and I've had Edmund Fitzgerald. Um, and I mean, Edmund Fitzgerald, I mainly only had because of the song. So <laughs> it's like, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it was like the, the Sam Adams uh, Christmas pack was, you know, one of my craft beer gateways so and and just like you're saying you you come back to it now after you've been uh you know trying the really good stuff for a while and it's just kind of like uh sure why not but kind of wish i had something else you know (laughs) so what is your uh everyday beer then that you would prefer to drink oh man um I mean, probably the one that I pick up most often is going to be like a Southern tier double IPA. And it really, you know, we've talked before on the show. It's, it's not so much that I think it's tastes good. It's that it's like 8% and and I'm just playing video games. I want to have a buzz on while I'm doing that. So uh, it's actually funny. Yes. Cause I was about to ask you the same thing. Like what, what's your uh, go-to beer? Um, if I could choose something every day, and I haven't done it in a while. It's Belgians. It has to be a uh, Chimay or even a um, Trappist. Any Trappist Belgian ale I can get. But I've been IPA'd out. Like everybody's IPAs and fruited sour. So it's kind of tough to stay during that path right now when you have so many varieties out there. Right. But I mean, I feel like there's such a huge variety of them, though, that, um, you know, if you get sick of one, there's like 3,000 others that you can go to. And they, they are a little different. Um but it's funny you mentioned the the Chimay's because that was when my wife and I, you know, first started dating. Uh, we went over to one of her friends. God, Belgian. <laughs> um, <laughs> we went over to one of her friend's uh, fiance's apartments or whatever. And he was like, do you want a beer? And then all he had was this weird craft shit. <laughs> and it was like, I, I forget if it was the, the red or the blue Chimay, but. I had that and I was just like, oh, so beer's not gross. Um, and I got that a, a couple more times. And then I found out with craft stuff, craft stuff, sometimes it depends on the bottle that you get, <laughs> whether or not it's gross. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Well, speaking of your southern tier that you like, I uh, try to stay away from them. My experience with them is if it's like above 8% or right at 8%. Even if I drink just one, I feel like I'm having a hangover. So I stay away from mm-hmm. beer. That's just been my personal experience. No, uh, I don't know, Matt. Are you about to jump on the Dexter method? <laughs> I was going to say. So two things there. Number one, 100% on, on board with you. As soon as I crack that and smell it and it smells like a little bit like rubbing alcohol, you get that like fusel alcohol. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a bad day tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, there's a friend of ours. It, we, we, we always go back to it. It's a Dexter method. And, you know, just, just mix in a tumbler of water in between and you might be OK. Now, I'm going to say this. Not true when it comes to Southern Tier. <laughs> no, it's just for every pint of beer you drink, yeah. you drink a pint of water and then you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe. I, you know, exactly. As you said, maybe. That, that doesn't yeah. always ring true. Yeah, it, it depends on it depends on what's in the beer and who who was selling it is really yeah. what it was. Yeah, I think I don't remember if I've told the story on the show yet, but I'll tell it now. We were at night shift uh, a year or two ago mm-hmm. um, and a friend of ours had their whatever it was, the the barrel club that they had at night shift at the time. So it was a Brett Sour IPA. Um, 
aged in white wine barrels. Interesting. Um, it's a lot going on there. Um, now, when I tell you, it smells a lot like, you know, when you open the trash can in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Where are you heading with this? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I took a sip and, and it's this giant Irish dude. He, he looks like Hagrid from Harry Potter. If, if you can get that in your mind. Yeah. Um, and he's been drinking sours all day. And he's just amped up. Like every time we we get like halfway through a beer, he's up at the bar like, boys, anything, anything, boys. And he comes back with this. He's like, try this. I'm like, all right. So I take a whiff. He's like, it's like Reese Witherspoon. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I take a sip and uh, it is the most hideous thing I've ever tasted. Um, and he looks at me, he goes, like Reese Witherspoon, you know, you look at it at first, you're like, yeah, not so much. And then after a little while, you're like, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you're in, yeah, he was entirely wrong. And I was very, very ill the next morning after drinking that. I was like, not enough water in the world to save me from that trip. And you're telling me it smelled like a garbage can in the summer when you opened it? Yeah, you, you know, know like, that if you've thrown out like uh, a, a melon or something. Oh, yeah. Like the leftover. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not good. I wouldn't have drank it. Yeah. I I, it was it was one of those things where I was like, ah, I'll be polite and, and, and drink it because, you know, it, it's a thing that he felt like he had to bring over. Right. Yeah. He, this is part of his allotment from the barrel club and he's uh-huh. sharing it with us. Now, I should have known better. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. Because, yeah, if it was good, he probably wouldn't have had that extra pour waiting for us. Um, but there we were. <laughs> that said, everything else Night Shift puts out is great. Um, I've never had Night Shift so, before, but I've heard. Oh, it's really good. Um, they are starting to distribute a little bit. They might have it out at Consumers by you. I'm not sure if, okay. it, if they start carrying it. But if you can get your hands on it, um, Santilli or Whirlpool. Um, they're both really nice IPAs. Santilli, they'll sell in like a 12-pack, and it's just a really nice session IPA. Yeah. So Nice. I'll see if I can find that because it sounds interesting. As yeah. long as it doesn't smell like a hot garbage can in the summer, I'm fine. No, it, it doesn't <laughs> smell like hot garbage. That's the only one I've had from them that smells like hot garbage. Everything else has been on point. All right, good. I'll try it. <laughs> Okay, so um, I mean, we talked about like your go-to beer, but you know, what's your favorite beer? Because to me, those are two totally different things. Um, my I have two. I don't have just one. I have two. I love Belgians and I love stouts. So it's kind of unfair to say I have one to go to. But uh, if I had to choose, this is the question: If I was stuck on a uh, deserted island for by myself for the rest of my life, it would have to be Trappist Rochefort Number Ten. I can drink that every day. If that's the only beer I can drink for the rest of my life, it would be that one. So nice. technically, yes, that's my favorite. Awesome. I don't know if I've ever had that. So so I think what we'll do is, in tribute to you, next show, maybe we'll crack one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's hey. definitely worth it. Definitely. Well worth it. Um, very high alcohol. Very nice uh, fruit. I like the sound fruit. of that. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> um, it has like a nice fruit taste to it, but it's very um, aged. Do you know how Belgians are? Like legitimate ones, Trappist. Those ones are made mm-hmm. by monks, and they uh, pass the recipe down after the one monk dies. So they kind of stay within the same lane. But these ones are just delicious. Like the roast for a tin, that is to die for. You you just have to taste it. You'll see. It's something very very good. It's special. 
can't wait to check that out. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I don't know, McKenna, beyond the Shimei, have you gotten into anything else? Like, um, I've I had mean, St. Aberdeus uh, 12. I've had pretty much everything that they have. I don't remember the names. I always forget the names, but I've had pretty much everything that they've made. Uh, I've had all of the Trappists by Rochefort. Um, I've had uh, West Valerian. I can't remember what number, but I've had a lot of Belgians. I've had a lot of them. That's, I was just about to ask you if you'd had any of those Westies, because everybody I, I, I see talk about them like, oh, man, that's like... Yeah, that that's from the gods right there. Yeah, it is. So. It is definitely. Yeah, I haven't gotten into too too many of them. Like I said, I've tried uh, a Chimay or two, and um, I, I don't know if it counts, but that uh, that Modit uh, with the uh, super cool label. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, that that's the Unibrio out of uh, Montreal, right? Yeah. That's yeah. That's they're, pretty yeah. Good. they're pretty good. I like them. All I know is it's got a lot, a lot of shit floating in the bottom of it. Yeah, that's the <laughs> yeast. That's the stuff yeah. that you want. There you go. You want that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I got that with my trial by Wombat, by the way. I wasn't quite paying attention when I was pouring. I was like, oh, yo, there's a bunch of cottage cheese coming out of there. I better slow down. <laughs> I didn't have that at the bottom of mine, fortunately. Mine yeah, yeah that might enough. just be you, man. Yeah, I, I don't have any issues with mine, so... I'm Mine might have been sitting around for a minute. I, I picked it up at the the Seven Eleven on the corner. You know the, uh, the, the. Now I will tell you this: the Seven Eleven we have, it, it's wild. Um, it's actually kind of a beer store. Really? There, there's yeah, because the the guy that runs it's one of us, right? So yeah. he's like, yeah, I can get in touch with beer distributors. So he's got stuff in there. Like he was the first person I saw to get Mass Landing up here. Wow. Um, he had a bunch of Aslan in the the cooler the other day. Like the first time I ever saw Aslan was at the Seven Eleven. So. That is yeah. unique, like within itself. Right. I never think I would see that in Seven Eleven. I see Big Ditch there. I see Resurgence. I see all local stuff, and obviously the run of the mail Coors and Millers. I never see yeah. uh, anything outside of stuff that's in the area. Period. There's one guy that that owns two Seven Elevens, and he's. It was the first time I ever saw a Lost, Lost Nation Mosaic. Wow! Just sitting around. So that was like a year and a half ago. He's like, yeah. Hey, you should take this home and try this. I was like, yeah, you're right. I absolutely should. It was amazing. It was great. Does he own the one over on uh, Monroe Ave or whatever? He's got the one on Park Avenue and the one here on the corner of oh, okay. East Main and and Merchants. Local one on content the... for you. Yeah. I was going to say there, there's one on uh, on my way home that has like weird shit. Um, like they had the, uh, the Cookie Puss beer uh, a year or two ago. And no one else had it. <laughs> See, those tripped me out. Um, what was it? A couple years ago when that came out, they were selling it at their, pouring it at the the Real Beer Fest, which by the way, if you've never made the trip down, you should come to that. Have uh, you been Real to that Beer one Fest? yet? No, I haven't been there. Yeah. Oh man, you got to go because really? they hit everybody in. Um, yeah. Like I'm trying to think. It, it wasn't, did you go to Shelton? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. That's what I like to hear. That, that was amazing, was, wasn't it? Yes. That was an experience. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Did so, you, did you guys go last year? I, I went. McKenneth didn't. Um, I went with a buddy of mine from Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, but that was unreal. Yes, it was. It was so many beers you couldn't try them all. Even if you were in VIP, you couldn't try them all. Yeah, no, not at all. And such a cool venue. I'd never set foot in there before. Yeah. And it's unreal. It's so cool. Yeah, it, but it was nice. It was it was worth it just for the taste of Cantillon. Like I never thought I'd get the chance to try that, and there we were. It was great. Yeah. Plus, you got to have some Jenny Cream Ale, man. I did. Uh, after at, at Colt, 
at, at Coulter Bay afterward. It, it's become a running joke on the show that yeah. we went to Coulter Bay afterward because that's kind of where everybody ended up for yeah. whatever reason. Um, and on the tap list next to like, you know, the, the Moonraker and Monkish and, and other half, it was Cream Ale. And on the tap list, you know, where it's from, it was heaven. And then next to it, it was just you're welcome. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I, I've gone out to dinner on the story like a thousand times right after that. So I went up, I was like, yeah, let me get a cream ale. Cause you know, I had just had like a ton of sours and a ton. So I just wanted something regular. Right. Yeah. So I go up and order and they're like, oh, it just kicked. <laughs> the first keg to kick there was the cream ale. And they're like. I've, we've got this this Bissell Pilsner. Is that okay? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the Bill, the the Bissell Pilsner is the runner up to Jen, Jenny Cremel. Oh yeah, okay, sure. Exactly. <laughs> kind of a weird comparison there, right? And I've but actually yeah. never had Jenny. I'm sorry to cut you off. I've never had Jenny before. I just, you know, I look at it as though it's Budweiser and stuff, so I never tried it. Now. I will say I've had their like subsidiary, which was uh, Dundee, I believe. Yep. Um, they made one of the best Oktoberfests that I used to like. And once it mm-hmm. transitioned back to like just Genesee brand, it lost its integrity and I don't, I don't like it anymore. I agree 100%. Yeah, the, the Jenny Oktoberfest, not not n- nearly as good as the, the Dundee. No, nowhere near. Um, it's not the same. It doesn't have that maltiness anymore. It's not just not good. So I don't drink it anymore. But uh Back to the Coulter Bay thing. That is um, the guy who uh, owns Thin Man actually owns Coulter Bay or has his hands in Coulter Bay. I believe that's his his restaurant. So that explains why everybody went there. After that makes festival. sense. Yeah, he has um, a lot of like beer things in the city from uh, Thin Man to um, Coulter Bay, um, more Pat, which is over in my area. That's oh, yeah. all uh, Mike Shad. So he has some some good investments in beer. He has good taste in beer. So he gets a lot of the big name stuff here and they come here uh, based upon him. So he has a good thing going. Damn, I always wanted to make it over to Morpat and I just never have. Oh, it's it's a nice experience. I went once, um, I brought my wife and that wasn't a good thing because we were going there <laughs> expecting, uh, <laughs> first off, she doesn't drink beer, but we were going there expecting um, uh, burgers for some reason and didn't have burgers on the menu i can't remember exactly but long story short she wasn't happy i ordered some wings the wings were phenomenal uh they had a huge nice selection of craft beer and it was all like top of the line stuff that you can think of from monkish to uh other half and just a bunch of different things on tap and we left out of there she was upset at me because she didn't get to eat and i ate wings and i you know drink beer so i left out of there happy she left out of there upset. So <laughs> if you can get a chance to go to Morpat, I'd say stop over there. I'd love to get there. There's two places I want to check out, Morpat and ABV. I want to try to check out too. ABV has some phenomenal burgers. I mean, one of the best I've had in my life and definitely their craft beer selection. Obviously, it's going to be the same. It's going to be a very good selection in there. So if you get a chance, check that out as well. We're trying to talk McKenneth into going up for a, a quick Buffalo tour at some point, you know, after yeah. <laughs> Listen, as, when my kid doesn't eat every two seconds, like, I was say, I'd be more than fucking happy to, like, you as, know, as my kid said, when the yucky germ goes away, that's what we're going to do. We're going to head up to Buffalo and do a little tour. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, three of my favorite breweries in the state are, you know, a few blocks from each other up there. Uh, Resurgence, uh, Big Ditch and Thin Man. Um, so I really, yeah, definitely want to get up there. 
Um, speaking of, you know, great breweries, uh, you know, what are some of your favorites, Ren? Um, right now, my favorite locally, Thin Man is, is my top. But I kind of have them tied with uh, Big Ditch. Something about Big Ditch, they just have like, their own thing. They stay in their own lane with their stuff. But they've been very well at doing that. And uh, mm-hmm. Resurgence is my runner-up. I really love Resurgence. I have a pretty good connection with the uh, brewer there. So I like Resurgence a lot. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I haven't had a single bad thing from them. Uh, the worst I ever had was like still pretty good. Um, yeah, and be honest with you, they've actually, in my opinion, they've stepped up a lot in some of their uh, IPAs and stuff they've released lately. It's been way, way like beyond exceptional. It just surprised me because when I first tried them years ago, it wasn't. It was good, but it wasn't that like uh, sort of looking for. Uh, not finesse, but it wasn't that like touched off that right now it's like they found their perfect spot and they hit it every beer they release now. And that's what I've been experiencing with them. So I've been happy that they've been doing their thing. Now, is that some of the ones that they've released since uh, like the lockdown started? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They yeah, because I haven't. Obviously, we can't find them uh, anywhere because they're only at the brewery and, and yeah. we haven't been going up there. But uh, a few of those that they first started releasing, I think they released one called Social Distance or something yes. like that. I never um, got a chance to try that. Yeah. Uh, and there was like one sort of themed around like uh, quarantine haircuts. <laughs> like <laughs> some of these, I want to get them just for the label. Like they're great. Uh, but you're saying they're, they're actually good. So now I'm totally pissed. <laughs> like, no, I want it. <laughs> um, yeah. But like a, a while back, like, uh, towards the end of, uh, the last football season, they put out that, uh, that Dallas is going down Gary. Uh, I did get that one. That one was pretty good. That one was pretty good. I did a review on that one. That one was actually very, very good. Like I said, they've been stepping it up. They found their niche, and they've just been knocking out exceptional beers lately. And I've, I've been actually proud to say that they're from Buffalo because, you know, you can have craft breweries all around the place, and you can have some here or wherever you're located at. They can be garbage, but Resurgence has been hitting the mark, and I've been definitely glad to say that they're from Buffalo. Any uh, any up and comers that you're liking in in Buffalo? Any that you that are kind of flying under the radar? Uh, I don't I don't want to blow up their spots in case it's easy for you to get beer now and you know no, our, um, our, our tens of listeners will make the line that much longer. Right. <laughs> uh, I really, 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 and I always forget about them because they're not in the city of Buffalo, forty two North. If you guys ever had them before, located in East Aurora, but that's we consider that Buffalo because it's only 10, 15 minutes away, depending on where you at. They have some very, very good IPAs, good styles, um, very good pilsners, just all around good selection. And they've been same way doing their thing lately. And I've been drinking, just drinking and drinking. I actually got some of their old stuff that they released um, months ago during this lockdown. And it's a uh, pineapple IPA, one of my favorites I've ever had by them. It's phenomenal. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So I have to ask you, you your, your Instagram is like beer nerd inspirational like <laughs> the stuff. Yeah, matt has referred to you as a whale hunter more than once yes really like, yeah. the, the stuff you get i'm like oh shit how does he do that so <laughs> now i was a trader for a hot minute and i was terrible at it so so, <laughs> if, so if you don't I mean, mind are me you just spending hours in lines or yeah. are you like like what's your secret well 
Uh, one of the biggest secrets is we have, uh, I normally go to Mortalis, and you know, that's one of the wells that everybody wants. Everybody wants Mortalis. So if you have a line in with that, you pretty much got a pick of the mill. Whatever it is, you can say, hey, I want to trade for this, and somebody will say, sure, I'll take it. So that is has been my one-up pretty, pretty much. And once that happened, people, you know, they started just reaching out. And I have people that I've had a good relationship with. Sometimes they just send me stuff and I don't have to trade anything. And I reciprocate that in, in return. So I've been getting a lot of good things lately. And my wife's like, uh, you know, you keep doing what you're doing. So as the phrase <laughs> is, <laughs> beer karma, you put out good beer karma, you normally get that back in return. Well, that's what I've been doing wrong. I've just been a dick. <laughs> Can't confirm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so with mortalis what's your what's your go-to what, what's your favorite that you've gotten out of mortalis uh are you a hydra guy i love hydra absolutely love hydra but they make other fruit of sours which are just as good like their chimera is good their uh, typhoon is phenomenal um but their stouts to die for i mean their stouts are to die for uh their Nix, which is their coconut um, stout, is phenomenal. Um, every every stout that I've had by them that's been like high ABV, 10% has been good because I had one of their Venus uh, series ones and it was like a Rubino's rainbow cookie. Oh, yeah. Uh, not for me. Not yeah. for me. It tastes like cough syrup. Did like you that. have the uh, uh, Brody salted caramel uh, pretzel one? No, I didn't get that one. That one is very good. Yeah. That one is all that one tastes like chocolate milk, but uh, with some caramel running through it and some coffee. Really? Like that. I was in a restaurant, so that wasn't a holy fucking shit moment. But that was like, (laughs) you know, fist on the table a couple times. Like, you know, yeah, uh, Yeah. that was right after that was one of the first times that I went to the place where I got it. There's this uh, uh, a restaurant in town here. and the guy who owns it does some of the uh, the snacks and stuff when like, you know, that the tap rooms actually open. Um, so he's gotten in with them. They, they serve a lot of their beers. And I had that one there. And holy shit, that was <laughs> like like you said, they're they're stouts for whatever reason. Um, I mean, really, all of their beers are just such next level stuff that, you know, it, it's it's a little dangerous that they're only 10 minutes from where Matt and I work. Um, Cause it's like, Hey, it's lunchtime. What if they got on, te- uh, you know, what, it, what they got in for sale today? <laughs> oh shit. I guess we're going. So yeah, that's been bad for me. I've been staying back. Um, I used to go two and three times a week and you're talking an hour drive both ways. Yeah. So I had to step back for a minute. Um, I still, I made a lot of good connections out there. So I have a lot of good friends that, <clears throat> excuse me, that are there and, if I'm looking for something, normally I can just reach out later on and say, hey, just, you know, I just want to try a can or something. We'll trade or whatever. So I'm pretty good with that. But yeah, I told the um, the owners there, I'm like, listen, it'll be a while before I come back because I just I was going so much and I was bringing a wife, and my kids. And it's a long day. And I'm sure you guys heard about the lines and everything. Oh, yeah. It's pretty, pretty long. So it's a good experience. I won't tell you that that it's not. It's an excellent experience. But, you know, if, if you go a lot, it becomes um pretty draining on, on your body and uh, on your car as well, gas, et cetera. For sure. And your freaking wallet sometimes, depending on what you're getting. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I was just going to say, um, I think it was last weekend. Uh, maybe I, time runs so 
much together now. Like I can't remember how long ago it was, but uh, it was the day they were releasing two Hydras. So it was like <laughs> <laughs> the face you just made, man. <laughs> so the line so, started two days before. Right. Pretty yeah. much. No, it, yeah. it was nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. They posted on their Instagram uh, 150 cars in line, 170 allotments. <laughs> and they didn't open until two. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You it's see those. Real. You see it's those things on, on, on Facebook or uh, on, on Twitter, like, oh, line out at the daycare. And you're like, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's real, man. You That struggle is real. You have to be prepared. You have to be ready. The last release I went to was uh, Fourth of July one. They had the rainbow one and uh, I believe a hydro one with it. I can't remember exactly, but um, I was there for that one. And it was crazy. We got there. Listen, we got there at seven in the morning expecting to be there. Like, you know, one of the first people there. Now nah, we had maybe 20 some people in front of us. So it's, it's pretty crazy. If somebody knows what's being released the day before, prepare yourself for a long day. Prepare yourself yeah. for a long day. Oh, man. The, the Rochester crew is infamous for lining up five, six o'clock in the morning for stuff. It's insane. Yeah. They were doing, were you a, a, a line guy before the lockdown? Were you a guy that, yeah. kept, that kind of showed up and tailgated kind of? Yeah. Uh, but I would do it only on those Fridays because I was working. Um, my hours would permit me only to do it on Fridays. So I would know, okay, if I get here early in the morning, I could be one of the first people. And once you were the first 25, you got like a double, whatever the allotment is. So if there was giving out three, um, four packs per person, you would get a case since you got double the allotment so i would normally try to be there early and get up there like that but um once this lockdown started it's been a lot more people showing up you see a lot of newbies and technically i'm new i haven't even been going there a year but um you see a lot of people that you've never seen before and it just gets ridiculous man you get a lot of people lining up and uh it's it's nuts it's nuts oh yeah well, yeah, because they want to turn around and put it on eBay like that post I saw for uh, a $40 empty bottle of uh, some stout. Yeah, yeah, that stuff. Is, the picture still showed the cap screwed on, so I don't know what's up with that. I was going to say empty bottle. Everybody's doing air quotes around it, right? It, it did have uh, empty in quotes. Yeah. And yeah. it was collectible. So. <laughs> well, my opinion with that is. It's kind of like if you were to buy, I don't know if you guys are into sneakers and stuff. Um, if you want to buy Jordans or Yeezys or whatever you want to buy, the supply and demand. So the the supply of it is low, but the demand is high. So if you got this popping item and you want to get rid of it, of course, people will pay whatever it is um, to get it. And to, to say I'm in the in crowd, I have this new thing. Hey, look at me. I'm cool. So that's why people are able to do it. And that applies to anything. That's just capitalistic market. So what I'm hearing is we have to set up like a stock X for for beer. Is yeah, that where we're gonna do. go? Oh, yeah, let's. Yeah, you might have to do that. You might have to do that. TM 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 TM. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's a, a terrible idea. Um, now, have you ever run about ten minutes down the road to, to Rising Storm? Yes, I have. How yes, do you I feel have. about Rising Storm? I love their stuff. Um, I love that. A lot of their things that I've seen have been inspired by uh, hip hop. From yep. it was written to uh, their uh, the Swarm um, IPA they have, so they have some good stuff there. Very good stuff. And for some reason, I feel like people miss them. But once I got put onto them, I try to always stop out there when I'm in the area, depending on if my wife is uh, 
down with it or not. <laughs> that, that's the other one. Like, nobody's really realized they're there. Like, everybody's sleeping on them. So I'm like, hey, that one I can definitely do on my lunch break and be in and out. I'm good with that. Like, I drove by um, Mortalis the other day. And like we said, the, the line was out to the car dealership there. Oh, it was like sure. beyond tech drive. So I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. But Rising yeah. Storm, I just rolled up, picked up whatever I wanted to. It was great. And their beer, I, I would I, say, is just a step underneath. I, yes, I agree. I actually just drank one of my last ones from them yesterday. It was their um, key lime pie. Uh, oh, it was written. That it was is so common. good. I just drank it yesterday. So eventually when I head back out to Mortalis, I'll go to Rising Storm also because they make some real good boots. We were uh, just out there. That same guy I went to, to Shelton with, we went out to uh, Rising Storm and, and it blew his mind. Like really? we went. Yeah, he he was the guy that actually kind of got me into craft beer. Like this was this was my craft beer epiphany. He showed up at, at a, a vacation house that we were both at. He's like, "Here, try this." And he had Trillium Metal, um, <laughs> and he had the first Hetty I'd ever seen in my life. And he's like, "Here, try these," which is the most messed up way to gateway somebody. Right? Agreed. Like Hetty is so hoppy, yeah. but an OG, it is probably the best. East Coast IPA I've ever had. That's just my opinion. Um, and Trillium is same way. Like it's it's like drinking other half for the first time. So I feel like you have to be introduced slowly into certain beers. You can't just jump right into drinking uh, Heady Topper or Focal Banger or even the Trillium or Treehouse. So I feel like you have to be eased into that. Yeah, so that's not what he did. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was going to say that same guy who gave me the the Chimay uh, a couple years later gave me a, a focal banger and a heady topper. Just like, oh, welcome to my house. Here, try this weird shit. And I'm yeah. like, uh, those were actually the two beers that were that uh, got me into IPAs because before that, I was just like, no, this is a, a bitter, nasty, you know, pile of garbage. Uh, but those two, I was like, wow, there's like some you know, different complex flavors and, and fruitiness and, and pininess and whatever. Um, yeah. And I haven't looked back since really, but, uh, I'm yeah. surprised you actually said that was your gateway because those are very hoppy beers, but I love them. I absolutely love them, but great. I wouldn't have been able to just start off with that. I'm be honest with you. I would have had to ease my way from something else. So, yeah. well, I, I think that before that, um, our, our buddy, the, the, the Dexter method is named after gave me, uh, an old man winter from Southern tier. And that was really the first like real, uh, you know, sort of crafty thing that got the gears moving. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, from there I sort of branched out into, you know, some other stuff. I can't really remember exactly what now, cause it's been a few years, but, you know, that that's really where the, uh, you know, the if it's the Indiana Jones travel uh, montage and you just see the red line going, that that's where the map started was uh, Southern Tier, uh, Old Man Winter. And pretty soon after that, it was Hetty Topper and, and Focal Banger and a couple others from Alchemist that he gave me. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was it was kind of how it rocked with us, like in the fridge we had. What was it? Do you remember when Harpoon made flannel weather or whatever it was like this weird fall IPA? Like I didn't know anything about anything. And that was what was in the refrigerator. And then he just shows up with this cooler full of like Alchemist and, and Trillium. He's like, here, try this. I was like, oh, no. 
he, he, he didn't know he created a monster. He ruined my life. He completely yeah. ruined my life. And now because you're probably searching for that over and over and over. That's it. So now when we go up there, because he lives in, in Boston um, and the, the place we go to is up in, in New Hampshire. We're like, hey, you want to go meet up at Bissell? And then we'll just wander around Portland for the day. Which, by the way, <laughs> have you gotten the chance to do that yet? No. Yo, you got to go to Portland. So like everything in Portland, Everybody. everything in Portland is within like five miles of each other. Yeah. And the majority of them are all in the same industrial complex. So, wow. yeah, in one spot, you've got Allagash, you've got Definitive, you've got Austin Street, you've got Foundation. Um, yeah, all together in one spot. Um, and then there's Lone Pine and then I'm flaking on the other one, but it's like on two sides of the building, like two miles away. Um, and then really? Bissell's on its own. So, yeah, it's wild the, the stuff they have within 10 minutes of each other. So, yeah, that sounds like a trip that I'm going to eventually have to make. It's a blast. Because I really love Allagash. Um, trying to think what else I've had in that area. It's not coming to me now. I've had so many beers, I'd be forgetting sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I'm going to make that trip. It's a great trip. Like at this time of year, like a little bit towards August, like it's a blast. So, yeah. and, and like I said, yeah. Plus, you get to be in New Hampshire, and you know who doesn't like that? Yeah, <laughs> New Hampshire, Maine, right on the ocean. I had a friend that went there last year, um, and I'm not into football. I, the only sport I really follow is boxing, but he's into football. So, needless to say, he went to New England. He has a uh, Bills jersey on. He has his arm is completely sleeved with Bills stuff, and he went to you know whatever their local donut shop was, and pretty much everybody just stopped and was looking at him. And then when he went to order. They didn't want to serve him because he had a bunch of food. So it was crazy. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to go over there. They just found a blue light in the cooler and blew the dust off it for him. Yeah, it was it was nuts, man. It was funny as hell. Oh, that's so awesome. When he told me the story, I laughed my butt off. I'm like, yo, you can't be serious. Dude, I've got in-laws from New England, and they get real mad when you start talking about the Bills. Which makes no sense. Yeah. Man. I'm not a football guy. I'm really not. I used to when I was a kid, but when I became an adult, I didn't have time to follow it anymore. And it's just too much going on. Way too much. Well, that's it. And I yeah. like cartoons too much to, you know, to watch football. I like watching my animes and my comic stuff. So I don't really have time for football. What, what's your go-to uh, anime? Uh, right now, I've been watching Baki. Okay. All right. <laughs> watching Baki. Um, I love... Uh, I'm going old school now. Vampire Hunter D is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Ninja Scroll is up there. But n- New Age right now, uh, Seven Daily Sins. Yeah? Love it. Love it. I had to check it Absolutely out. Love it. It's, it's on Netflix. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. You got to check it out. Nice. Definitely will. And uh, My Hero Academia. That is great. I'm sure guys, yeah, I'm sure you guys watched that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's always uh, like I've got to go through Cowboy Bebop at least like once every year or two. <laughs> like that, that was my uh, my gateway drug uh, for anime and just still to this day, like the soundtrack, uh, you know, the story for for an anime. It's actually got a very, you know, Western style uh, story, uh, you know, way of storytelling. Yeah. Um, so it feels very familiar, whereas, uh, you know, some of the more, you know, traditional or like bigger name uh, animes have a very more like Eastern uh, storytelling style. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cowboy Bebop's just like, I don't know. It, it, it's obviously it's, you know, a, a Japanese cartoon, but it, it feels very, 
it, it's got an American flavor to it that uh, makes it just very easy to slide into. And, and like I said, the soundtrack is just out of this world. Sadly, I've only watched a couple episodes of Cowboy Bebop. And the most memorable uh, person I remember on there, obviously, is the main guy. I can't remember his name. And then you have the little Corgi on there. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if Corgi's name, but I've never fully got into it, which I think I will. Um, my best friend, he watched the whole series. He loves it. He always recommends me to watch it. I just haven't done it. So I think hearing you guys talk about it, I think I will. Yeah, for sure. I just heard I think they're doing a live action version for Netflix now, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What, what is that face? I just saw McKenneth make the... The gas phase about that. What was that about? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it might be fine, but I mean, Netflix did that version of Death Note that, you know, was not all that great. Ooh, point. Yeah. Point. Uh, terrible, terrible, terrible. I watched it, but it was terrible. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of times they make a live action version of the anime and it just ends up not being all that great. Like the, uh, the live action version of uh, Attack on Titan. Um, oh. I've not heard great things about oh, that's rough. I, I couldn't personally really get into the, the actual anime itself. It, it, you know, it, it was an interesting idea. Um, but, uh, I don't know, like I'm not a, a huge anime guy. Like, you know, when I was in middle and high school, I watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z and stuff. Um, but the one that really captured my attention was Cowboy Bebop. Like, you know, it, it's just, it, it's like, uh. I don't know. It, to me, it's kind of similar to like Firefly, where it's, you know, these bounty hunters, you know, ch chasing people down through uh, the cosmos. But, you know, it's very much like this jazzy, um, you know, more futuristic feeling version of Firefly, which is, you know, like more of a Western. And everything's got to be um, a Firefly with you. <laughs> hey, you know, I whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, if you've only seen a couple episodes of it, you know, hey, there's only 26 episodes. So, you know, that's what, 13 hours? Yeah. What else are you going to do for yeah. 13 hours? Nothing. Right? Nothing else. Yeah. I think I will watch it. I definitely will. Um, I definitely used to love Dragon Ball. I mean, back when I was in high school, uh, my junior year, my senior year, and then when I freshman and sophomore year of college. I went to Buff State, so my freshman year, we all were in the dorms, and you can know pretty much what time that Dragon Ball Z would be on because we had co-ed dorms, right? But the entire hall would be quiet at 5 p.m. because Dragon Ball would be on. You'd have go in different rooms, and it'd be like 20 of us stuffed into the room watching Dragon Ball, and it'd you know, be different bedrooms of people watching it like that. And when the girls would come over and knock on the door and say, hey, we'd be like, get out of here, you know, get out of here, get out of here. We're watching our show. So Dragon Ball was my right. thing back in the day. But eventually I got tired of it. I got tired of the long, drawn out, um, oh, I'm going to kick your butt, I'm going to kick your butt, amping up, amping up. And then three or seven episodes later, they finally start fighting. So I oh, yeah, it's it. it's a half hour show. And at least 16 minutes of that is guys just looking at each other screaming. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that that was always my biggest problem with it. If you, if you cut down all of that into, you know, a reasonable amount of time. I mean, the show would be two minutes long. So the only thing that do? I do understand with that is when it comes to anime, there's a lot of emotions with that stuff. And they were trying to, I guess, display those emotions. But I just felt like it was too in-depth for that. Because if you, let's say, for example, you watch, um, oh, what's the new one I was just watching? Uh, Parasite. You guys ever watched Parasite? Not yet. On Netflix? You watched it? Not yet. No. Now, yeah, it's a good one. But anyways, there is a lot of they always have a lot of emotions involved. That's why they created, you know, the emojis and et cetera. So 
when it comes to um, the buildups on Dragon Ball and everything, I feel like it's warranted. But to have it be that long, unnecessary, totally unnecessary. Well, yeah, I mean, when your budget is, you know, three cents or whatever, uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to oh, get man. a lot out of those two or three frames that you use to animate screaming at another person. And then just, you know, the motion lines in the background, you're, you're going to milk that. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it, there, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, I, my brother in law way back in the day lent me like uh, perfect. Is it perfect blue? Oh boy! The, uh, is that the one with the, uh, the the pop singer girl and things get really strange? Yeah, 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 and like Akira and Ghost in the Shell and stuff. So two good ones, mm-hmm. two classic. Yeah, especially Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell is great. Yeah, definitely. And they've created like I think maybe seven or eight different movies based upon the first one. I didn't watch the live one with um, my girl Scarlett Scar- Johansson, right? Yeah, I, I was about to say another great example of when they make a live action anime and it's awesome right guys yeah. absolutely not that it's anime absolutely. but at least it's better than last airbender because that's that's oh, very Jesus. oh my god listen i had my kids watch um all of the avatar the last airbender and now we're watching the legend of Korra, and i'm making them watch that but we watched the uh the movie Terrible, 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 which I seen it at the movie theater with my father years ago when it first came out. And it was horrendous. And I'm just like, why are we sitting here watching this? And <laughs> my son was watching it and he's totally into it. And I'm like, uh, I don't really care for this. And I, But I had to let him kind of go through his emotions and watch it on his own and, you know, let him form his own opinion. But definitely terrible live action. <laughs> Absolutely well, the funny thing is, I don't know if you've ever seen the video. Dev Patel is doing like a, was an autograph thing. That. So he's going down the line and somebody's got like an avatar poster for him to sign. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. That was a bit shit, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, cool, cool. I'm glad you acknowledge yeah. that. But yeah. Uh, funny, funny, funny. So now in your uh, in your background here, I'm noticing uh, and I've noticed it before in like your YouTube videos, uh, like the Batman stuff. Um, And I was just curious, like uh, because I'm a big Batman guy myself. Um, So like what are your favorite like Batman stories or or Batman creative teams um, Um, that you've seen? I love when like the DC animated stuff lately has been killing it, just absolutely killing it. So. Everything with that, as far as the Batman and Robin, um, the son of Batman, uh, even anything Justice League related, soon as Batman comes on, I'm super amped. Like, I'm super excited. Did you guys watch the um, Justice League Dark Apocalypse? Did y'all see that one? Not yet. Is that on, um, no, is that on DC? Is that what that yeah. is? Yeah. Phenomenal. I mean, crazy. So I don't want to tell you what happens, but it's good. And Batman ends up doing something and he ends up having to do something that I didn't expect to happen, but him being him, he's always a step ahead of, you know, of everybody else. And that's just why I like him. He's always that person. He's a human and just knows how to kick ass pretty much. So I love yeah. Batman. I absolutely love him. So um, there's, there's been a running joke, at least in my life, uh, where my buddies have always been like, you know, okay, who would win in a fight between Batman and Superman? And then they just sort of sit back and watch me get really angry <laughs> when people try to say it would be Superman. And it's like, no, because, because of all the things you just said, he's, he's a guy, 
he's had to train himself to be great at fighting and, and thinking one step ahead of his, his opponent and everything like that. Like he's prepared for the eventuality of Superman going nuts. So like, no, he's going to kick his ass. If you like, want no context. doom, you know exactly what he's going to do. He has a contingency plan for everybody at all times. And that's why I love Batman. I liked him since, uh, I mean, since I was a little kid, I'm I'm 38 years old, and I've been watching him since Michael Keaton. I didn't watch the Adam West. I didn't really care for that, but I've loved Batman all my life. I've always just had an attachment to him, and um, I still do to this day. My uh, I got a some artwork I'm gonna put up eventually. It'll be in my videos, but I haven't done it. I've been kind of procrastinating, but it's pretty dope. It's uh, you'll see when it goes up. But it's Batman, obviously inspired. So it's Batman himself. But it's it's dope. It's nice. Nice. Yeah. Stoked to see that. I mean, that that's one of the things that I, I like about Batman, though. Uh, you know, you do have, you know, obviously the the Keaton, you have the, the Nolan movies, um, you've got the animated stuff. Um, I, I mean, to me, like, you, you know, it, it's Kevin Conroy is Batman to me. Um, like my formative years, it was Batman, the animated series. But you do also have the Adam West Batman. And one of the things I like about Batman as a character is there there's a Batman for everybody. Um, yeah. You know, all true. of the Not interpretations true. are, are super true. different. And I'm going to say this. I've noticed you skipped over George Clooney and Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually the funny thing of, of the uh, the original four movies that came out. I yeah. actually like the Val Kilmer one the best. Oh, like, because no. um, here's the thing. Uh I think Michael Keaton did a great job with, yeah. uh, you know, what he was given. Yeah. I'm just not a huge Tim Burton guy. Um, what? I, I'm that really not. My I, mind I can't too. help it. Well, yeah. I don't get that. No, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, just, no, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Okay. So Nightmare Before Christmas is an exception. I do like that quite okay. a bit. Um, for me, uh, I don't know. A lot of it just comes across as trying very hard to be like, Oh, look at me. I'm so cool and goth. Uh, but like, <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the thing I go to is in Batman returns, there's like that one, uh, red triangle circus goon guy that like, you know, hops up to him and Batman just like sort of smirks and looks down and the guy's got a bomb on him. Like Batman doesn't fucking kill people. And he certainly doesn't smirk about it. (laughs) Like, so, you know, the, the two, Keaton movies like the Batmobile in that those two movies are, is Ooh, awesome. Phenomenal. One of the best Batmobiles ever. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like some of the stuff Burton had him doing. Yeah. But Val Kilmer, I think, is one of the best Bruce Wayne's that we've ever had. Um, I will say that Jim Carrey's fun. Tommy Lee Jones would have been a fun Joker the way that he was portraying Two Face. But, yeah. you know. I'm not trying to say it's a great movie. It's just of those four movies, which I think were all very weak. I, I like Batman Forever the best. Um, I'm also kind of a Robin guy. So I, I liked seeing that uh, uh, Tim Drake costume, even though it was on Dick Grayson. Yeah. So I'm going to assume you watch Titans then. Uh, I actually don't have uh, DC. What is it? DC Unlimited or whatever. Yeah. I, um, so I haven't gotten a chance to see I it. I believe yet. like everybody has a Joe Broken Fire Stick now. So I, <laughs> I watch the <laughs> No, I'm a good boy. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Well, find a way to, to watch it. It's an awesome, I mean, awesome series. Absolutely awesome. It's live action. It's. Uh, <laughs> They show all the graphic stuff. It's not anything hidden. It's showing arms getting broken and people getting stabbed. It's 
I love it. I love it. I just have to tell my kids to close their eyes because my kids love DC stuff just as much as I do. So right, for I sure. think if you get a chance, check it out. But as far as Batman, um, my favorite would be Michael Keaton, number one, for sure. That's just me. Yeah. And next would be uh, Christian Bell. I love Christian Bell. He, I just feel like he did his thing. That's just, you know, how I feel about it. Um, and no, Christopher Nolan is just a, a real good director. He just knows what he's doing. He knows how to get things done. Like, I don't know if you watch Westworld, but you know how he is. He's layered. He just oh, always yeah. has layers and stuff. So I love Christian Bell. <laughs> I thought he did an excellent job. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, I, I think that if you go back to the year that The Dark Knight came out and then look at the movies that also came out that year, the fact that The Dark Knight wasn't even nominated for Best Picture, let alone, you know, winning it. And then what the fuck won that year? Like, nobody talks about that anymore. Whatever it was. Exactly. It's it's. It's like when uh, the Green Mile lost to uh, American Beauty or the Shawshank Redemption lost to Forrest Gump. Like, but you got to admit uh, American Beauty was a solid movie. But was it better than the Green Mile? Uh, in my opinion, yeah. Okay, well, uh, th- it's been fun talking to you, Ren. We'll see you. <laughs> you have biases there that we can't get into right now either. But- I, I just, something about American Beauty. Yeah, I like Kevin Spacey. I mean, right now he's in a whole nother situation but i like kevin spacey as an actor and that role um for him it it made me view him a little differently and i respect him a lot in that role and just the things that he was imagining as he was watching it don't get me wrong i love the green i love michael clark duncan i love tom hanks and just everything it kind of reminded me of a a funnier and stuff more whimsical shawshank redemption a little bit but i still like american beauty better you know what I mean? It's just, again, these are opinions. That's all. Yeah, for sure. No, I, you know, I'm just, I'm messing with you, but yeah. okay. But, but okay. Maybe the better example is Forrest Gump versus Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Um, Shawshank for Redemption me. has that beat. Yeah. How, how about Slumdog Millionaire versus, versus Dark Knight? <laughs> That's what won that year? Yeah. Wow. Yep. I mean, it was a good movie, but Dark Knight, nah. You you got to remember with Heath Ledger, that's okay. Here's here's the segue to the next question. What was the best Joker in your opinion? Oh, Heath Ledger, yeah. Okay. Heath Ledger and then right. Cesar Romero, just because I think it's great how he <laughs> how he covered the the mustache with the makeup. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, for me, Heath Ledger, you know. Um, I'll be the first to admit when I saw the first image of Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger in the Joker makeup, like that one that they took, what was it like a week and a half that they slowly sort of revealed online. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I was like, dude's face is too fat. Those scars look stupid. This is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, And, and even when they announced that it was going to be him, I'm like, Oh, the, the pretty boy from all those like, you know, romantic movies. What are they fucking thinking? Yeah. Um, and then I saw the movie and I was like, oh, OK, this is going to be what people think of when they think of the Joker from now on. Um, and obviously that came to pass. But, uh, you know, for me, yeah, like Heath Ledger Joker is like, you know, just one very small step above Mark Hamill for me. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Mark Hamill is a very talented uh, voiceover actor. He's just all around good. And I just found out, my kids just educated me yesterday that he is also the, the voice of uh, Fire Lord uh, Ozai. 
on uh, on Avatar. On Avatar, yeah. Yes, I had no idea. I was just totally surprised. Um, my best Joker is Heath Ledger, but I say Joaquin Phoenix follows closely behind. And I love yeah. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was my top, but Heath Ledger was that psychotic, crazy, um, just sadistic kind of guy. And then you have uh, Jack Nicholson, who was the funny, let me you know play tricks and stuff on you. Heath Ledger was more the real deal to me. But yeah. I still have Jack Nicholson as that person, that person that uh, started the, the the line. I mean, he, he set the bar and everybody else has to has to beat his bar. Yeah, I mean, Jack Nicholson definitely had, um, you know, some of those uh, qualities of uh, like Cesar Romero, where he's sort of, you know, dancing around and giggling and stuff like that. Yeah. Heath Ledger just had this, uh, you know, very dark, sinister quality, but he was also very funny like and and not yeah. in like you know the the typical jokey way he was just very quick-witted and um like that you know let me show you a magic trick whoa it's gone like yeah. that scene was hilarious with the uh with the pencil thing yeah for sure yeah, that was that was a good one that was a good one uh i definitely like heath ledger's impersonation of i thought he did one of the best and then watching joker this year was just crazy me and my wife watched it and she loved it and She's not really into like action movies or deep drama sort of movies, but she'll watch something because I am and she loved the joke. She actually was really, really into it. And I think that uh, they pushed the mark with that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it was nice to see. I, I think that was probably the first R-rated DC movie that they yeah. put out in theaters. Yes. Um, I actually just watched it for the first time last night, which is what? kind of uh, funny and appropriate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've basically made a deal with myself. I'm not I'm no longer required to go see the DC movies in the theater. I, I have uh, <laughs> ever since uh, uh, I want to say it was Batman v Superman, Donna Justice. I have I have not I've no longer required myself to go out and see those. Um, <laughs> you did see Birds of Prey, though, right? I, uh, I saw part right. of it. That was good. Birds of Prey is real that was good. very good. Uh, yes, I've heard good things. But, um, yeah, I, I got to finish that one at some point. It's very good, man. You don't know what you're missing. My wife watched that with me, too. I had her, you know, I'm watching it and she eventually normally just sits there and watches it and she gets into it and she enjoyed that also. So I think you have to finish that. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. I'll give My it a wife shot. just about came off the couch during the roller skating part. She went really? nuts for that. She loved it. Yeah, so it was, it's a fun movie. It was dope. Yeah, it is. It's a good movie. Very good movie. So I think we're, we're just about coming into the, the, the end of the night here, unfortunately. Um, it, it's been great. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, so anything you want to plug, anything you want to talk about before we, we head out? Um, definitely. First off, thanks to, you know, you guys for allowing me to come on your podcast. Uh, I, trying to expand a little bit. I just created my Facebook page that's dedicated just to black bearded nerds. So, um, I sent out all my requests to all my friends that are in my list, but to anybody that's new, you can follow me at, uh, on Instagram at black bearded nerd. Um, if you want to email me, you can email me at contact at black Um, and I'm just going to keep putting out great content and just doing what I do and keeping it uh, organic. That's it. Yep. And, and that's bearded like beer, like you would drink. Yes. So black, B-E-E-R-D-E-D. Nerd. Nerd. Yeah. And eventually I'm going to have some merch. Like I've been, you know, selling the glasses already, but I'm going to have some more merch going along with it. And I'm in the process of working, yeah, fine tuning that stuff out. So when it's, when it's ready, everybody will know about it. 
Awesome. Can't Can you hold wait. your glass, glass up one more time for me? Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. We screenshotted that. We'll throw that on the, <laughs> the, the on post the when it goes up. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. it it's been great to, to kind of get to know you a little bit. Uh, get get to know the guy behind the, the greatest beer Instagram that I've seen in a long time. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, when you guys come to Buffalo, make sure y'all reach out to me because I'll be glad to recommend something or a shout, you know, place to go to or even say, hey, stop by my house. I got some stuff here. So we can definitely do a, a nice share. So let me know. Definitely. Sounds good. Yeah. Hold, hold you to that. And, uh, you know, you're welcome to come back anytime yeah. and uh, hope you enjoyed yourself. I definitely will. Thank you. And I'll be uh, glad to step back on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate it, awesome. So. All right. So um, I think we'll uh, close the tab out tonight. And, uh, you know, we want to thank Rand again for stopping by um, for the beer reviewed journal. I'm McKenneth. Blue. I'm Matt Knotts. Have a good one, you guys. Thanks. I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. Cheerio!